What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Step into a world where ancient wisdom meets modern mysticism. Introducing the Gnostic Tarot, a powerful fusion of esoteric art and Gnostic themes designed for those who seek the ultimate Gnosis. This mesmerizing deck, rich in symbolism, draws from the profound teachings of Gnosticism, serving as an ideal companion for meditation, reflection, and the exploration of spiritual realms. Whether you are a seasoned tarot enthusiast or new to the practice, the Gnostic Tarot caters to all, offering a portal to ancient wisdom and a tool for uncovering the hidden truths in your mystical journey. Unveil the mysteries, embrace the wisdom. The Gnostic Tarot is a timeless companion for your spiritual odyssey. Take a journey with Gnostic luminaries and learn their stories in a visually stunning manner. From Sophia to the Gnostic Christ, their journey is your self-discovery. Choose from the basic deck or the deluxe version, which includes a beautifully crafted journey book and a magnetic storage box, ensuring that your Gnostic Tarot remains a treasured companion on your spiritual quest. The Gnostic Tarot is an original and collaborative effort between Miguel Connor Veyon by Gnostic Radio and Matthew Schmitz of Altrusian Grace Media. Visit our website to embark on your journey today. Syncrasis Publishing, where ancient wisdom and modern mysticism converge. Happy Heresies and welcome to the Desert of the Real. For those of you watching on video, I hope you enjoyed that promo from the Gnostic Tarot that's doing well. For those of you listening on audio for the replay, well, I'm sure you'll enjoy whatever I choose for you. And my name is still Miguel Connor. I am your pompadus of Gnosis, that madman across the waters. And today, very excited because I always love me some astrotheology and unveiling some more secrets, which our guest today is very good at. And that is, yeah, a novelist, researcher, and vlogger, Micah Dank. Micah, thank you very much for coming back. Always good to chat with you. Miguel, it's absolutely wonderful to talk to you. You're one of my favorite people in the world, and I need one of those decks. How can I get one of them? There's a. I'll send you a link. Okay. <laughs> I'll I send get you my, a link. I want to get my girl that deck. Yeah, she'll love it. And uh, again, it's uh, we've uh, tested it. My wife does the tarot, and many tarot readers have done vlogs on YouTube. Have uh, messaged me back, and they say it works really well it's got all the stuff so it's not like fantastic we just yeah yeah it's got all the magic behind it and it's a great sort of companion and uh educational story down the gnostic uh journey it comes with a booklet and it shows all the characters and what they go through so it's pretty you'll enjoy it micah your your lady will like it thank you very much Awesome. And with us, too, we've got Graham Pong. Graham, how are you doing today on this Thursday, Jupiter Day? Doing very well, Miguel. I'm looking forward. I've read about uh, Baphomet with the uh, Templars, looking to see how Baphomet fits into the Book of Revelation. Yeah, you can't lose with a good old Bafo or Bafi. He's always uh, 
and all these characters are always very exciting. So, yeah, we want to talk about that. But uh, first, Micah, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, those who dare not know about your Gnosis. Tell us <laughs> who, who, who thou art, brother. I am Micah Dank, um, real name. And um, what I do is I teach astrotheology. So what I've done is I have found a, well, let's say at least, I don't have an exact date, but it's at least, I've traced it, a 17,000-year-old astrological cipher mm. that what I've done is, based on this astrological cipher, I use it to decode ancient holy texts. And I've done about 64 of them at this point. And I'm starting to get into the Gnostic ones. And I'm starting to get into, I've got this one right here. The uh, books of the Ethiopian Bible. These are the ones that are left out. I've done right. the two Estras so far. Then I have Tobit. And then there's like Judith, Wisdom of Solomon, Baruch, Letter to Jeremiah. These are incredible. But it can all be broken down astrologically. Um, because the ancients since the beginning of time have been embedding astrotheology into their works. Indeed, for sure. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, you've done the Secret Book of John on this show. We've done a couple of other ones. When you discover this, uh, do you plan ever to do like a nonfiction or a key or something for others to well, look the at reason this? That I did, the reason that I did a fiction series, um, which actually got professionally published, I didn't self-publish it. I actually uh -huh. got a, a book deal. I tried for about seven years to do so. Um, the reason I did that is because it's easier to take in a story, take in the truth through stories, which is kind of what the Bible was supposed to be. It was supposed to be able to take the truth in through stories. And then everybody started taking it literally. Um, but I've written a, a fiction series in order to make it easier for like new people. Um, because as we all know, there is no wisdom. There is no serious growth spiritually without a lot of pain coming and um that's how people grow you know in the bible when they tell you that um when they tell you that um pain and suffering brings you closer to god i believe that mm -hmm. that's actually true uh and people are like how how is that supposed to be possible you know god is god is supposed to be love and light and everything it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that like you have to uh, be completely broken down in order to rebuild yourself up. A lot of Christians feel the same way too. A lot of religious people um, turn to Christ because they can't get their own life affairs in order. And because of their, their absolute need for absolution for what they have done in the past. And if you can find something that does both of those, then fantastic. That's what it's all about. So they're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking for the same thing. We just come to different conclusions. But what I've done today is I've done a breakdown of the book of Revelation with astrotheology. I'm going to talk about hell, Satan, Bas Baphomet, and Lucifer and explain these topics to you so that you guys understand. And I know this is the right audience for it so that I know that you guys understand what it truly is and not what it's been perverted to be. Awesome. Look forward. Yeah, we should definitely get into it. But first, I wanted to ask you, since you brought up the suffering, uh, for the audience, Micah has his very cool channel, uh, Truth Bombs. And these are sort of like short vlogs where you give some of your 
your wisdom and your takes, uh, politics. Uh, you and I are certainly aligned with politics. We hate right. them. We're above all that bullshit. Oops, right. sorry for the word. But um, spiritually, I love your vlogs. And recently, I think a, a day or two ago, you did talk about why evil is real or how we why need it, right? And karma is real. Right, right. You want to tell the audience? I thought that was a very cool, one of your cool takes. Why karma exists? So yeah, there's two united laws throughout the universe. And mathematics is the male brain, left brain aspect of it. It's knowledge, it's wisdom. Math is a constant throughout the universe. And the law that guides humanity is karma. And I mean that in a very real sense. Like you should always try to do good because it'll come back to you. With karma, uh, you'll find that people who do a lot of work on themselves and people who spiritually build themselves up, whether it's gnosis or whether it's what I do or whether whatever, um, you'll find that the closer you get to spirituality and to God, the faster karma reacts. So if you live in a good life, the karma doesn't react. That's one thing. But, you know, if you put all this work in and then you go on a bender or something, you're going to end up paying for that much quicker than somebody who doesn't. And the reason karma is so important is because we talk about something that the elites do, which is called revelation of the method. And I don't know if you guys have heard this phrase before, but basically revelation of the method. Um, it's what the elites do. It's how they show us things in like, you, you know, the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, the people that like go on about the the evils of it right on the internet. Right. You know, you've got your Isaac Weishaupts and all those who will sit there and talk to you about how evil it is. Well, the reason that they show you this evil stuff is because in their collective consciousness, they understand that <coughs> if they were to just do something evil to you, they would have to face karma to that. But if they show you and you are passive about it or you don't do anything about it, they think it absolves their karma, which it doesn't because karma works off of intention. Mm. Uh, I'll give you an example of uh, a man steals bread from the store to feed his family. Is he wrong? Well, karma would say he's not because his intentions were there. Um, and that's what the revelation of the method is. You know, I hate to quote him, but Andrew Tate actually had a really good quote on this. He actually said that it's like, imagine for a second that I have a basket of poisoned apples mm -hmm. and I give you an apple and I don't tell you it's poisoned and you eat it and you die. The karma's on me. However, if I write poisoned apples on the box and you take one of them and you eat them anyway, then it goes on you. Right. So the elites, whether you, whether you guys believe it or not, is irrelevant because the elites believe this. They, they really believe this. They believe this and they show you through revelation of the method. They always embed things in movies. They embed things in music videos, the news, things of that nature. And that's what they basically do. So this is why karma is so very important. No, that makes perfect sense. Sense, and of course, uh, yeah, tells us another vehicle how they're using us, and yeah, very insightful how to do things. So, um, very cool. And yeah, it's hard. Would you have a label for yourself? I mean, I know you're not an atheist. I always think of you as just spiritual. But yeah. do you uh, do you have a, a label? Is there any way to label Micah Dank or? Um. So I do have a little presentation where I talk about God. I don't know if I've ever done that with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe, long story short, um, people will call me a pantheist, but it's not really that. 
It's the idea that, like, for example, guys, when you talk to a religious person and you ask them to find God, and they'll tell you he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's all these big words, and then you ask them, is he infinite? And there's two questions, there's two answers. Either no, he's not, therefore he can't believe he's, therefore he can't be God, or God is infinite. And once you get them to admit that God is infinite, you have to also then guide them to the thought that the infinite is everything and nothing exists outside the infinite. Not us, not this, everything is a part of God. And you're going to say yourself, how is this drink a part of God? (laughs) And if you go into quantum physics and string theory, you'll find that everything moves and everything vibrates at a plank level as strings. Everything is basically alive. It just might not be conscious. It might not have life processes, but it doesn't mean that it's not alive. I mean, we're learning that plants are alive, that they hurt when we pick them. Um, we There's levels of consciousness here. It's all about consciousness. But yeah, once you tell them that God is infinite, and then you tell them, how do you explain if God is infinite, that when you die, you have to stand in front of something, separating yourself from them. Therefore, you are not them. Therefore, they cannot be infinite. It doesn't work like that. So they play a lot of word games. Um, and that's basically what I tell people. And I've never had a really good answer to that before. You know, God's either infinite or he's not. And yeah, when I tell true. people this astrologically, I tell people, look, proof of proof of God, right? I tell people that the sun tells the hour of the day. The moon tells the day of the month and the Zodiac tells the month of the year from where we're located in the Milky Way galaxy. There's a perfect calendar in our heavens. You cannot look outside. You cannot look outside, outside the 12 Zodiacs. You can't. It's a perfect clock. It's a, it's a, it's a fingerprint of creation. And then we can go into the fact that DNA is a computer blueprint, all that stuff that's been tinkered with. Um, but basically yeah, there's proofs of God. You know, it's just the problem is, is people aren't taught how to think. People are just taught how to react. Yeah, or repeat slogans or what they were, what they were which I did that once for many years of my life. I drank the Kool-Aid and didn't want to ask the deeper questions. So Right. I think every one of us that are that are on the Internet that are making content for people in this field all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. What was your dark night? Oh, it's probably many dark nights. And there were times when, like, Cypher, I decided to take the blue pill again, you know, the steak. I decided I'll just eat the steak. And uh, I think uh, these days, God, even since a child, I remember, Micah, if you want to know the first time I was like five years old and my mom was taking me to school, holding my hand, and, da, 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 and I, you know, I was so full of life and joy and I saw a dead bird. And that's why I was like, why did that bird, why is that bird dead? And my mom's like, well, it was just nature, God's will. And me thinking, something's not right about this. Yeah. You know, something's <laughs> off. I'm not saying my mom was wrong, but I realized there's more. And I felt this pain, like, why did this poor bird die? So many of those sort of instances kind of made you question reality, the code, if you would, the nature of suffering, all that stuff. What do you think, Graham? No, I was going to sit there and say part of what I'm always interested in is is the relationship between karma and dharma, where dharma is like the universal law and it's like karma is what what effect you have for violating that law, sort of a feedback mechanism. I'm a math geek, so yeah, tag. 
you know, they're the physicists, quantum physicists are always looking for that one equation that ties everything together that can explain everything. And countless people have said that when it is discovered, it is only going to be a sentence long. It is not going to be a big thing. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what I wonder what it will be. Eat at Joe's. <laughs> right. Buy my tarot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have Oops. you considered buying <laughs> yeah? Have you considered buying an extended warranty today? <laughs> Something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. One simple code and everything's a fractal, a hologram. Because all it, these so. sciences we talk about, Gnosticism, astrotheology, tarot, um, oracle. Um, all this stuff is just a piece of the puzzle that all comes together and it fits together nice. And if you're having a problem making something fit, it's because you don't see the big picture yet mm -hmm. because everything is orderly in this universe. Everything. Yeah, it is indeed like a code. So, and as yeah. above, so below we are reflecting. Which is not an evil phrase. Mm -hmm. People always say, you know what I love? My favorite thing, Miguel, is when people are like, or especially the religious people are like, this is new age bullcrap. <laughs> you know, the tarot, the yoga, the all that stuff, right? The astrotheology, the astrology. Right. But no, new age is just something that was a, a phrase that was created for Christians. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because if you really want to know, all these sciences that you're taught you're not supposed to do are actually older than Christianity. It's not new age, okay? It's actually old age. It's actually much older than the religious texts are. Very much so, and they used them in old times. I mean, you have uh, church fathers like Irenaeus using astrology, same with early Muslims, rabbis. Yeah. Obviously, alchemy was accepted in Christianity, Islam, Judaism. I mean, we have... Uh, all the the Byzantine Empire embraced Hermeticism and all those texts. So right, it's just a, yeah, it's just an excuse uh, for control. It, it, it's a it's a buzzword given to them, and they think that it absolves them of actually having to do any thinking. Exactly, exactly. Don't believe, ignore the evidence before your eyes, as George Orwell said. Yes, <laughs> but again, he's another one that got it. Truth and fiction, right? That's how you mm -hmm. do it. That's how yeah. you do it. And he was in the belly of the beast. I think uh, Orwell realized how evil totalitarian was by joining the communists and fighting in Spain on the side of the communists. And he was like, this is horrible. This is hell. <laughs> you know, I follow people on Twitter, not just you, people that uplift me and, 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 and give me good food for thought. But I also follow the most radical of the left, the right, and I also follow people who, uh, you know, religious, things of that nature. I always follow these people, especially like like true communists, like American mm. communists, like people that call each other comrade and crap. Um, Tankies. <laughs> right, right. I always follow these people because their they're thinking is so interesting to me. You know, it's like, I don't know how to put it into words. I'm really having an issue with that. But it's just the whole thing is just... It's just so fascinating to me what drives people. Everyone has that like one thing in their life that they're just really good at that drives their thinking. Mm -hmm. They're almost one dimensional. Um, and uh, I like to keep a tabs on that so I could see 
what's going on, how people think, and how to best approach it. But I've just been doing my my own thing. Yeah, a little lurking. Yeah, with uh, people like that, I think it comes down to utopia. They want a utopia. I think a lot of it is what I mentioned in our last show when they captured uh, this Nazi officer. And they're like, why did you join the Nazi parties? Like, I wanted to be free from freedom. It's a world of paradoxes. It's a hard life, Mac, uh, yeah. Micah. So when somebody offers you the easy way out, trains on time, we all think the same. There'll be right. food on the table. The ro- there'll be no crime on the streets. Right, right. Many people will sell out to that, right? Oh, 100%. So. 100%. Um, I, I, this is a fact that really always, it sits with me, that it just drives me crazy. They did an interview at like a couple of Buddhist monasteries, okay, over in the East. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed these people and they asked them, why these, these Buddhist monks, um, why do you stay here at the monastery? And do you know what over, do you know what 50% of them said? What? I don't trust myself to make good decisions. Mm, interesting. And I feel the same way about the religious people. I feel like it's mm. the same thing. You know, you always hear these people leading lot out of control until they found Christ and it saved them. And I get what they're trying to do. But yeah, some of them had saved them from a life of crime and drugs. You can't right. blame them. Right, 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 right. But that doesn't make it right either. No. But it's order. Yeah, I think that's it, right? Order. Life is chaos, right? People like yeah. you, me, Graham, many we we know chaos. We had chaotic childhoods. We went through stuff and we just realized the universe is chaos and we know how to surf it. A lot of people can't <laughs> deal with it or the seeming paradoxes of life. You know what so. else you'll find too? You'll find that um most of the people who've been through the hardest times or the most evil things come out on the other end as being the most peaceful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, one of the lessons I've learned on, on what you're talking about, Micah, is it's a lot of people trying to avoid shame and blame. They yes. don't want to make a decision because they don't want to face the blame and the shame for making the wrong one. Right. Tag. So they join a system where they basically police their own thoughts. You know, they're like through stained teeth, like Christ yeah. is awesome. God is great. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like they're afraid to have a negative thought. See, here's the thing about thoughts that I find that's so interesting. There's two different kinds of thoughts. I call them passive thoughts and active thoughts. A passive thought is like when you're lying down and you're about to fall asleep. And I guess you can call these brainwaves too, right? Mm-hmm. When you're lying down and you're going to sleep and your mind just starts streaming consciousness and then things start getting weird and then you fall asleep. Right. You know? Okay. So those are passive thoughts because you're not really in control of them. An active thought is like right now where I'm thinking about what I'm trying to tell you, you know, it's a different brainwave. Um, but between active and passive thoughts, um, what you got to understand is if a thought comes into my mind and then I react to it, emotionally because I think it's me you got to ask yourself this how can you be the person that created the thought and the person that reacts to the thought something's wrong there's something wrong here you can't be both 
You know, our pineal gland tunes us in to higher dimensions to stream consciousness. Our consciousness that is streamed is on a higher level based mm -hmm. on our level of gnosis or understanding of things. For example, I'm not a quantum physicist. I can't think like that. I can't think in math like that. I can't do that. But if I could, then I could start thinking that way. So that's what it basically is, is that the more you learn, which is evil, remember? The, uh, the tree of good and evil or, or, or tree of uh, knowledge, right. right? The more knowledge you attain, the higher level of thinking it is. And you got to ask yourself, why does Yahweh, who is, again, not God, Yahweh is one God out of many gods in the Phoenician Canaanite library that the Jews, who were originally Phoenician Canaanites, chose to worship, and he demands blood sacrifice. And you're talking about um, you're talking about this one God, basically. Um, why would Yahweh um, want you not to become knowledgeable? You know, what was the point of creation without mm -hmm. that? And then you can look into the Anunnaki. You can look into all that kind of stuff. Right. And find out that we were genetically tapered with, you know, Billy Carson talks about the chromosome two anomaly. It's basically a horseshoe, but it's 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 um it's um it's basically welded in the middle, like it's been tinkered with. And then there's all sorts of different issues that come with too, like Ellis Danlos syndrome. Um, I can get into all that later, but basically, um, I just find it very interesting that these people police their own thoughts because they're scared to go to hell. But then that brings the question of thoughts again: Am I the thinker? You know, they talk about Descartes, right? I think, therefore, I am, right? That's what he says. He had it backwards. He had it backwards. He's quoted everywhere. He had it backwards. It's not, I think, therefore, I am. It's I am, as in creation. Remember, God calls himself I am. Why does God call himself I am? Because I am is the only answer you can give in this dimension to how God exists. I am. I just exist. You just have to deal with that. I exist. I am. So it's really, I am, therefore, I think. So that's yeah. just the way that I see things. No, I agree with you. All right, let's get into some uh, BAFO and uh, your stuff. Are you going to share screen? Yeah, I should be able to do that. We're using uh, StreamYard. I know StreamYard. Yeah, yeah, you know it well. I know StreamYard. I use StreamYard. Hold on. I just yeah, want to make sure on, you all I've been on it. your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me um, put it. Yeah, you can put it up. All right, just give me one second, Miguel. I'm just going to go grab a drink. All right. All right, cool. We'll get started, peoples. Uh, for the audience afterwards, uh, please give us a super chat so we can separate your questions and Graham can get to them and we can ask Micah about his presentation uh, for housekeeping. Great shows coming in March. We got shows on Philip K. Dick, Santa Muerte. Uh, David Block will give us a, a tour of some occult movies. Yeah, very cool shows coming on uh, in March. So, all right, you back, Micah? I'm good. I'm good. Let's do this. All right, you get started. Give me what you start. I got to let the cat out. One second. All right. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, guys, this is the book of Revelation. Now, remember, guys, you're taught Revelation, Hell, Baphomet, Lucifer, Satan. You're taught all of this is pointing to something. 
but I'm going to explain to you what it is. And the truth is, is that fear, fear drives faith because there is no faith. There is only knowing, which we're learning in the age of Aquarius. Now, I know a lot of people who think that's new age stuff, which is not new age. We went over that. But it really, truly is. The age of Pisces, the one we just, the one that we're leaving right now, was the age of faith, the age of religion, the age of right. belief. Whereas now we're in the age of knowing. So here's the book of Revelation. So what I'm going to do is astrotheologically, I'm going to teach you the 12 signs, which I am probably 100% sure that I could um, let our co-host do. <laughs> considering how many times I've done this. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and do this. So the first sign I talk about is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. Um, so the story of uh, Aquarius goes back to, it says Zeus and Aquarius, but it's not. Um, it's Zeus and the young boy. So the story of Aquarius is, a is this Greek story about Zeus and the young boy. So Zeus saw a very young boy on earth that he absolutely loved, and he wanted him in heaven with him or technically Mount Olympus. You know, it's, it's funny, Miguel, because Mount Olympus is a real place where the gods were supposed to live. And not one of the Greeks thought to go up there and check. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe the trains were never always broken or something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, Zeus wanted the boy in heaven, the boy's father. And, and, and it's pretty clear that it was a 14 year old blonde boy. Now, mm -hmm. Before you talk about pedophilia and all this kind of stuff, you guys have to understand is that back in the day, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo was 19, Juliet was 13. And you would think that's a huge gap there. But let me tell you something, guys, is our lifespan is 80 right now. When the lifespan is 40 back then, things take it on uh, different terms. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it doesn't make it any right. It doesn't mean that the, the younger girl is, is more um, uh, mature or can handle this. This is not like a... Uh, a dig at pedophilia. This is literally just because lifespans weren't as long. Like it was normal to be a 14 year old with a child when your lifespan is 40. That just makes sense. Oh, yeah. but the things get pushed out as we get older. Um, so Zeus wanted this boy in heaven. The boy's father wouldn't let him go. And then what ended up happening was Zeus bargained with the boy's father, gave him a bunch of stuff. And the boy went to heaven with Zeus in heaven. <coughs> just like in this picture, the boy, is serving all the gods out of the water pitcher, something called ambrosia, which was the nectar of the gods. Now it's a tangerine whipped cream salad, which is stupid, even though it's delicious. <laughs> but back then, ambrosia is what the gods drank. So he's serving the gods out of this water pitcher constantly. And what ends up happening is he gets sick of doing it day in and day out, just with no end. So one day he gets fed up, goes to the side of heaven and pours the ambrosia out which caused the flood on earth. That's where the Greeks get their flood story from, just like in this picture. Oh, and what ends up happening is the young boy um, catches the attention of Zeus, who notices the boy does this. And what the boy does, or what Zeus does, is, you know, Zeus was a very angry, sexual, you know, kind of deviant, kind of like unpredictable God. Well, right. in a rare moment of self-reflection, he decides not to punish this boy. What he does is he makes him the constellation Aquarius. He immortalizes him as the constellation Aquarius of the man pouring it out. So there's key words in Aquarius based on the story I told you. Son of man and man, because Aquarius is the sign of the man, whereas uh, Virgo is the sign of the woman. Baptism, water pitcher, fountain, stream, river, lake, pond, sea. 
Uh, baptism, because this is how you baptize someone. Water pitcher, because there's a water pitcher in it. Fountain, because the Greek statues were made like this. And because Aquarius is an air sign in astrology, but there's water in the picture, right. they use it to encode the meanings of water. Now, whereas Pisces is the mutable water sign, that's the two fish in the water. This is actually a water sign. So whether they're talking about Aquarius water or Pisces water depends on the patterns they're going to make. And I'm going to show you that. But basically, Aquarius is the water because there's water in it. So all the water examples. Pisces is the mutable sign water, the two fish in the water. Um, and all the water examples, too. Now, Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover or the passing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Thank you. Or the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height in the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed and it's called the resurrection of God's son. In Judaism, the Passover is when the angel of death passes over all the Jewish houses or all the houses in Egypt. And anyone that doesn't have the lamb, which is a baby ram, by the way, ram is Aries, the ram's blood. Because the Jews are the people of Aries, so that's how they would mark their doors, letting them know that they're the Jews, they're the people of Aries, the ram. This is why they blow the ram's horn during the holidays, still mm. to this day. Yeah, that's true. Right? So Aries, when you're talking about Aries, you've got ram, lamb, shepherd, or ram's horn. And again, in Aries, there's three different Passovers, the astrotheological one, the Christian, and the Jewish one. And Taurus is the bull. When you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know you need to put the plow on the bull. This is what we're talking about as above, so below, Miguel. Mm -hmm. Because you'd look up in the sky and you'd see the bull and you'd go, oh, crap, I got a plant because <laughs> I need food by the end of the year. Right. right? You harvest in Virgo and Libra, which we'll get to. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, or cow, and again, cow is the female bull, you're talking about Taurus. Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. Another Greek story. So whenever you hear twins or brothers, you're talking about Gemini. Now, what you're doing with these keywords is you're keeping them in the back of your mind. I don't expect you to remember them. I don't expect you to remember them. The only thing I want you to do is that when I start breaking down these passages and I use these keywords, you to be like, oh, yeah, I remember him saying that. That's all I need from you. You can watch this 100 times and learn this on your own. But all I need you to do is be aware, right? I just need you to be aware that the words are there. Now, Cancer is the crab, and it's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does, let me use my uh, nicotine pouches. This is the sun, Miguel. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. This is the sun. Okay. What it does on December 25th is it rises a degree on its axis. So here's the sun. Here's the zodiac wheel. It's going to start at the bottom. On December 25th, it's going to rise a degree. 26th, another degree. 27th, another degree. Every day, another degree. It's going to make its way back to its height in the summer solstice. That's June 21st. On June 21st, that's the summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year and the shortest night of the year. Then what the sun does is on the 22nd, it's not going to rise an additional degree or lower a degree. But for three days, it stays at that exact same height. Hence the metaphor of walking sideways like the crab. Then on June 25th, it's going to drop a degree, and then the next day, drop another degree, and it's going to do the same pattern coming here. When it hits December 21st, that is the winter solstice. It's the longest night of the year, shortest day of the year. 
And then the ancients used to go out on, on December 21st, look at this, the sun wouldn't crack the horizon. So what they used to say was God's sun was dead. And then it's going to walk sideways for three days. So God's sun was dead for three days. We're on December 25th or the birth of how many gods is going to come back to life because that's the birth of the sun, the god. So whenever you hear crab or beetle, you're talking about cancer. Then Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. Or you could say the ruling, the king of the jungle, the king of the savannah, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. Whenever you hear lion, lioness, or cub, that's Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk, just like in this picture. So remember before when we said that you plant in Taurus? Well, you'd plant in Taurus, and then the reason it's a virgin girl holding a wheat stalk is because back in the day, the virgins would go out to cultivate the wheat during Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, all of these, feel free to look up in the Northern Hemisphere for where these ancient holy texts were written. These are all cultivated in Virgo. Then Libra is the justice, the scales, it's the balance, it's the just one. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. <clears throat> the Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. So last year, for example, the new year, the Jewish new year was September 15th. That's Virgo. And the reason September 5th, the reason the new year was in Virgo is because the Jews borrowed from the Egyptians. Mm. Now we know that the new year starts in Aries. That's the springtime with March 21st. However, the ancient Egyptians used to start the new year during the harvest festival. Okay. And here's the thing. That's Virgo. That's the new year. So what happens is the sun would come to an end in Leo. And then in Virgo, a brand new son of God would be born to a virgin Virgo. So that's where that comes from. But September 15th is Virgo. Well, Eight days after the Jewish New Year, and it's always eight days, that brings you to September 23rd. That's the first day of Libra, the day of judgment. Well, what is, what is the day of judgment? Well, the Jews call it Yom Kippur, the day of judgment, which happens eight days after Virgo, after um, Rosh Hashanah. Well, of course, mm. the day of judgment happens in Libra. It has to happen in Libra. It's the judge. Right. Right. So Libra is also wine season, which is when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you could press the wine here. So it's also olive oil season. So all law-related things, law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court, wine, vineyard, wine press, olive oil or olive oil, all that is Libra. Now, Scorpio is the scorpion and he is the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you or stings you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. And it's where the mafia gets the kiss of death from. Uh. And it's why Judas... Jews, Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. Because here's the thing, Miguel. You would knock the scorpion off and they'd be a pair of lips. Feel free, guys, look this up. Look up what a scorpion bite looks like. It's a, it looks like a pair of lips. But here's the thing. So it looks like it kissed you. So that's loving. But it's full of poison. That's the, uh. that's the metaphorical story it's trying to tell you. This is why Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. He could have stoned him. He could have pointed him out. He could have hugged him. He could have done a million things. But they're trying to tell you something here. So the sun is judged in Libra with the scales, and then it's betrayed in Scorpio. 
And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. This is where the sun dies. And I explained to you this. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, or horseman, you're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally you have Capricorn, who's the goat. So if you look at the zodiac wheel on the right, Capricorn's all the way at the bottom. Remember the sun going to the left, climbing a degree a day, every single day to a Titan Cancer? It starts to climb up the great mountain of the Zodiac, which is why it's the goat, because the goats climb the mountain. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The mountain goats, better than any other animal. Right. So those are the 12 signs. Do we have any, uh, do we have any questions? I don't see anything from the audience. Uh, make yeah, sense to have, you, Grant? Do you have anything? I was going to say, we, we, we have a, one super chat. We have this from Supernova. It's a very good one. Thank you for the super chat. And it's a combo one. Who is the daughter of Zion, referencing Jeremiah 6.2, or a daughter of Abraham, referencing Luke uh, 13.6? That doesn't really fall under my wow, nice job, supernova. Um, that um that doesn't really fall under my purview, to be honest with you. I don't interpret scripture like a regular literary person does. Um I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Um, but I would be open to hearing explanations for that, to be honest. It's not really astrotheological, to be honest with you. Unless she's like the queen of heaven or the lady with the with the with you know on top of the clouds or the sun and the moon, it's very possible. Maybe that's very, yeah. I'd that's have to look I'm at that. Getting. I mean, I di- I broke down on my channel the Book of Luke, so I'd have to go back and look. But um, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. All right. Well, reach out to me, uh, Supernova. Micah will look into it. Graham will look into. It. I'll look into. It. We'll have an answer for you. Yeah. It is. I'm getting a Shira. Or the Queen of Heaven, some you know ancient forgotten Hebrew goddess, but I could be wrong. Right. Okay. So, do we have any anything else? Well, no, the other one was. Kind of, I was going to say the other one was one of mine, which is, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Baphomet being an Atbash cipher for Sophia? Um, I'm going to get into this with you, but Baphomet is the same thing as the Israeli flag. It's a hermaphrodite. It's ah. the mixing of the left energies and the right energies of the brain, the the male and the female aspect. Uh, you'll see this because Baphomet is a man, but they show him with a pair of tits. You're like, why does why does this man have breasts? You know, um, that, that's like why. meatloaf and Fight Club. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Bob had bitch tits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think Graham's right. Yeah, there is another theory, and he's right. Uh, very popular. Well, not popular, but that Baphomet it was a cipher for Sophia, the Gnostic goddess. And the Knights Templar were actually worshiping Sophia and stuff like Didn't that. The, it's a uh, good argument, but it's, but it again, Knights- it doesn't make the star argument wrong. Was it the Knights Templar? Or no, it wasn't the Knights Templar. It was the Knights of Malta that the Pope got rid of a couple and years ago. Temp- oh, really? A couple no. years ago? Yeah. He got rid of the Knights of Malta, yeah. Um, all right, so let's continue. All right. So, Revelation 5 5. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, 
the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Right? This mentions that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, also the line of Judah or Leo, the sun rules the planet. Leo is able to open the scroll. So let's look at the zodiac wheel again. Let me make it bigger. Let's talk about Jesus and his names real quick. Let's look at Aquarius, the bottom left. When the sun is in Aquarius, Jesus is called the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, the next over, he's known as the fisher of men. That's why he feeds the masses with two fish because Pisces is two fish. When the sun is in Aries, the ram, he is known as the lamb of God or the good shepherd. When the sun is in Cancer, the crab, the beetle, you know, Christians like to quote St. Augustine to me all the time, but they don't realize that St. Augustine called Jesus the good beetle mm -hmm. because that's the sun in Cancer. When the sun is in Leo, the lion, he's known as the lion of Judah. When the sun is in Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk, he is known as the bread of life. He is known as being born of a virgin. When the sun is in Libra, he is known as the just one. And it goes on and on. These are all names for Jesus, and they're all solar. So when they call him, no. Oh, I missed this one. Okay, I'll go back. Then they call him the Lion of Judah. Mm -hmm. That's Leah. Now let's look at this one, Revelation 4, 7. I'm going to go back. My apologies, guys. I should have showed you this one first. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. Right. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. That's Aquarius, the man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Let me explain the eagle to you guys. In astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on earth. It had to slide on its belly. What is the first thing God does to the snake or the serpent after the deception in the Garden of Eden? He takes, away, on it. Yeah. takes away his legs. Exactly. Right. It's a punishment. Uh, you were talking about Santo, Santo de la Muerte. Santa uh, Muerte. Santa Muerte. These people, um, these Catholics or these Christians, dress up really nice, and they get on their hands and knees and they crawl on their belly to church. Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, its ascendant or the evolved form is known as the eagle, which is the highest flying form of life on earth so we go from the lowest to the highest the eagle will evolve one more time into the phoenix what is the story of the phoenix it's the story of christ the sun in the sky right right it's a flaming zeus, ball yeah zeus died. symbolized was symbolized by an eagle because he was the top of the gods it's yeah it's it's a uh it's a flaming ball of life that dies and has risen from its ashes it's Christ. It's the resurrection. That's what it's telling you. So the eagle is Scorpio. Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. There's three different types of signs in the zodiac. You have the cardinal sign. So you have four, you have four seasons. You have three signs in each season. The first, the second, and the third. The first mm -hmm. sign is the cardinal sign. That's why there's cardinals in church. Now, if I were to take one of these 10-day segments... I'm sorry, if I were to take these 30-day signs and break them down into three 10-day segments, they're called deacons. That's why there's deacons and cardinals in church. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first sign is the cardinal. The second sign is the fixed. The reason it's the fixed is because it's the second sign in the season. It's the dead of the season. It's in the middle of the season. 
And then you have the mutable sign. It's the water one that washes it out into the next one. So, but the other thing too, is if you look at this, Leo and Aquarius are opposing signs. Taurus and the Eagle or Scorpio are opposing signs. So let's read this one more time. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was a flying eagle. So what's more likely? There's a four-headed monster in the sky, Miguel? <laughs> or it's just the fixed signs and it makes this pattern in the zodiac. You can't really see it here yet, but it goes from Taurus to Scorpio. And then it goes from Leo to Aquarius. It makes this nice cross through the zodiac. So we did Revelation 5.5. 5. Revelation 6.1. I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. The lamb of God. The sun has opened the first seal while in Aries. Do you know why the lamb has to open the first of the seven seals? Why it has to open the first one? It has to open the first one because Aries is the beginning of the year. Uh, Aries is the beginning of the year, March 21st, the Passover. Now, an interesting thing here enough, too. The Hebrew word for thunder, do you know what it translates to? Barak or something like that? But do you know what it translates to in English? No. Voices. Oh. So they would hear thunder. They would hear thunder in the distance or like in a Mount Sinai, right? right? They would hear thunder at the top and they would think God was talking to Moses. That makes sense. Yeah, like the Gnostic text, Thunder Perfect Mind. Right, exactly. So, Revelation 6-2. I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. Now, Miguel, who is the horse with the rider with the bow and the arrow? That's uh, what's the name, Sagittarius. Exactly. It's it's right there in the open. Oh. And I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine. Uh, okay, so let's do this. The wheat and the barley, that's Virgo. The oil, the olive oil, and the wine is Libra. Now, Virgo and Libra are connecting signs. What's what pet? What am I on right now? I'm having an issue here. 25. Okay, I'm on 25. 25 yeah, I see 25. Yeah. Let's look at this wheel again. Let me explain to you guys what neighboring signs and cross signs are. So look at the top. You see Cancer, right? Right. It's neighboring signs or it's connecting signs that I use are Gemini to the left and Leo to the right. Uh -huh. Okay. When you go from Cancer to Capricorn, top to bottom, those are opposing signs. They will always make these patterns. They will always meet the connecting sign or the opposing sign. Revelation 6.12. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red. And the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The sun turned black like a black sackcloth made of goat hair. The moon turned blood red. Figs dropped from a fig tree. The goat is Capricorn, the goat. And it's black because Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which is known as the black sun, the black mm -hmm. planet, the black cube. The Jews wear a black cube on their forehead. The Muslims worship around the Kaaba. It's black cube. It's Saturn worship. Now, the moon turned blood red because we're in Capricorn. 
And if it go to its cross sign, its opposing sign is Cancer. The ruling planet of Cancer is the moon. So the first time figs are good to eat are in June or Cancer. The second time they are good to eat is August to October, which is basically Libra. Revelation 7.4. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Miguel, can you explain this to me as you understand it? Well, let's talk about the, those that will be saved. Basically, 144,000. Out of the billions and billions and yeah, billions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's also virgin men, if you read the next passage. That's what Christians never kind of forget. <laughs> they kind of overlooked. Uh, so let me understand this real quick. So heaven has a, uh, a, a, a maximum capacity. And uh, it's going to be filled with virgin men. Uh, I think this is just people say, I mean, there's many stages to this, but right. uh, it's not over till it's over. But, initially, right, but what, uh, what do the religious believe that the 144,000 is? Well, it's Christian. It has to be yeah, obviously Christian. Okay. So yeah. let me show you what this is. So they tell you, they tell you in, uh, in, in, in uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses that only 144,000 get to go to heaven. There are seven chakras. The root has four petals. The sacral has six. The solar plexus has 10. The heart has 12. The throat has 16, which equals 48. The third eye chakra is represented by 96 and only has two petals because it's two times as powerful as the lower chakras. 48 times two is 96. Mm -hmm. The crown chakra is a thousand times more powerful than the lower six chakras. When you add the lower six, you get 96 plus 48 equals 144. You times that by 1,000, you get 144,000. What they're trying to tell you is when you've activated all your chakras, that is when you get to go see God. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying uh, to I like that. I like that better than the fundamentalist version. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. And you got to understand is that the chakras, they predate religious texts by thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So what they're really telling you is that 144,000 get to go. Yeah, when you've activated your pineal gland, or actually it's your crown chakra, which is above your pineal gland, right? When you've activated your top chakra, that's when you get to go see God. Revelation 9.3. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions on the earth. Okay? The locusts came down on earth and were given powers like the scorpions. See, locusts are interesting in the, in the biblical text for two reasons. Number one. The locust um, in, oh, for the love of God, I can't remember the passage, but um, it's delineated as a food group. They're saying of, of these, um, you may eat locusts, Katie did, grasshoppers. So it's a food. Mm -hmm. However, remember Scorpio, the betrayer? Yeah, the kisser. Food, so it comes down as something good for you. But... Too many of them becomes a plague. That's the betrayal. Okay? So that's where the locusts become the scorpions. It's a betrayal. Uh. Revelation 9-7. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. On their heads they wore something like crowns of gold and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair were like women's teeth, women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. The locusts Looked like horses, that's Sagittarius. They wore a crown of gold. Or the sun in Sagittarius. 
Sagittarius is the man on the horse with the bow and the arrow. Their faces resembled human faces. Their teeth were like the teeth of Leo, the lion. They had stingers like scorpions. Revelation 12. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, <clears throat> and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in ver It's just another deeply encoded metaphor. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun in Virgo. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. So right now the moon is out. So the sun is at her feet. If you have the zodiac, which is 12 signs, and there's a 24-hour a day clock, then that literally just means the sun spends two hours a day in each sign. Mm -hmm. It's simple math, really. Now, if the sun is in Virgo and you do the math, that's between 4 and 6 p.m. So the sun is still out. So if the sun is out, the moon is metaphorically at her feet. Not literally. The sun, the moon is still out. But that's what they're trying to tell you. When the sun is up, the moon is down. When the moon is up, the sun is down. Another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the signs, or one third of the stars out of the sky. Doesn't this make more sense than just believing this is literal? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and for the audience, uh, Alex, again, Alex Rivera does a, in a lot of his books, uh, he talks about how the the woman clothed with the sun is a queen of heaven and he ties her into the Gnostic Sophia. But that's sort of, a, that's another idea. So you have to check out some of his work too. Sure. Send me links with the tarot too. All right. All right. Revelation 13 two. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. There is a constellation called Camelopardalis. It can reference a camel, Camelos, and the leopard, Pardalis. Camel leopard. The giraffe, when it was first named, was called Camelopardalis because they looked at this weird, tall looking thing <laughs> and they went, That's a camel leopard. What else can it be? Hey. Right? So the beast resembles Camelopardalis. Camelopardalis is in Gemini, but had the feet of a bear. Ursa Major and Ursa Minor represent the great bear and her cubs, which start in Cancer. Mm -hmm. Gemini and Cancer are connecting signs. You see these patterns? You see how this is starting to work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Revelation 13, 11. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. The second beast coming out of the earth had the head of Aries, but spoke like a dragon. Draco is an Aries. In astrology, I haven't gone over this yet, but if you wrap the human body around the zodiac, it always starts with the head in Aries and the feet end up in Pisces, the water. That's how you that's how you wrap the human body around the zodiac. We right. have anatomical astrology. Um, the head is in Aries. The ruling planet of Aries is uh is Mars, the god of war. Uh -huh. Right? That's where you get hot headed right. from. Right. And you have the feet that are in Pisces, the cold water in the winter. That's where you get cold uh -huh. feet from. Hot headed uh -huh. and cold feet. Makes sense. Right. So the ruling planet, yep, exactly. 
So Revelation 18, 13. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, frankincense, of wine and oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and human beings sold as slaves. Wine and oil is September or Libra. Flour and wheat is Virgo with the wheat stalk. Those are connecting signs. Cattle and sheep are Taurus and Aries. Those are connecting signs. Horses are Sagittarius and the human beings are the sign of Aquarius. Now, horses is Sagittarius. Carriage, right? There is a, um, a sign in Gemini that mentions that that is uh, the, the carriage. So the carriage is, I believe, Origa. So what it is, is horses and carriage. When you read a passage about horses and carriages, horses and carriages, the horse is Sagittarius and the carriages in Gemini, those are opposing signs. So when you say horses and carriages, you're making the pattern in the heavens. Mm-hmm. Hell, the flaming inferno. So that was Revelation. You guys want to talk about it for a minute before I move on? There's not that much left, so uh, we can kind of stretch this out. No. I, what about you, Graham? Any questions on your end? Um, I was going to sit there and say is, uh, no, fascinating to hear it translated into your astrotheology again. I appreciate it. Oh, thank the you. Audience, yeah, and the audience in the comments are pretty down. They know their astrology. They know their Bible. So they're they're Good. jiving with your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> can we just, but can we just say that maybe the John, the author, just took a lot of brown acid and he was tripping balls? <laughs> well, what do you think the burning bush is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think mana is? Cannabis. Cannabis. What do you think mana is? Mana is, a, mana is the, um, the mushroom. Yeah, yeah. So hell is the flaming inferno. So Miguel, let me ask you a question. The religious believe that if you don't follow Christ immediately, if you don't know Christ before you die, you go to hell. You're going to burn in, just like this picture, right? Just like right. this picture. So let me ask you this question. How do we detect pain? Well, through uh, nerves, right? Exactly. Physical the, pain, system, yeah. the brain, the spinal cord, the nerve endings, and the neuron. So let me ask you this question. When you give up your ghost and you pass on, we know you're still a spirit, but you don't have a body with any of this stuff. How are you going to sense pain? Well, isn't that the big question? I know they do a lot of mental acrobatics like, oh, well, God will create a new body or something. <laughs> That'll yeah. last for billions of years, right? Right. <laughs> But that's Phantom the thing. This is how we. This is how we interpret pain. Right. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. So hell is actually. I always talk about this, guys. I talk about how things are inverted and perverted. All you do is you slightly twist something's meaning and you run with it. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like the swastika, for example. Right. They mirror imaged it and they ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all they have to do. Hell is actually winter on Earth. I'm going to show you Winter that. on Earth, like the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of a fiery pit where you yeah, burn for all. I'm going to burn some incense as we're talking about Satan yeah. and all that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> the idea of a fiery pit where you burn for all eternity is ridiculous when you think about it logically. Hell is actually winter on Earth. Why? It's cold. The vegetation and beautiful flowers and plants are dead. The trees shed their leaves and bear no fruit. It's freezing cold out. People tend to get sick more often. Dangerous animals, if they're not hibernating, are starving and scrounging for food. It's dangerous for humans. Now watch this. The Italian word for winter is inverno. Again, flip it. Mm -hmm. A letter, inferno. 
and pervert its meaning, you get the concept of hell. This picture is Dante Alighieri's The Divine Comedy, Satan's in the bottom level of hell. What do you see? Does it look You're like right. he's burning people? No, he's in a frozen tundra because his wings are flapping so hard that it's freezing everything over. Dante knew hell was winter. The Bible even said it. The Bible tells you this, guys. There will be gnashing of teeth and wailing, wailing and gnashing of teeth. Well, when do you chatter your teeth, guys? Is it in the cold or the hot? In the cold. That's when you gnash your teeth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Satan and Lucifer. Satan doesn't exist. He's not a red devil with a tail and a pitchfork. In fact, the earliest paintings of him in the 900s, he was actually blue. Hence where we get the Duke blue devils from. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew word for Satan is Hashatan, which literally translates to adversary. In proper context, two competing sports teams are Satans to one another. Lucifer, he is known as the light bringer. In Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light. But how can there be light without a light bearer? Lucifer is immediately mentioned in the Bible, if not by name, but by action and purpose. Lucifer is also known as the morning star. The morning star is also known as the planet Venus. The reasoning is that if you go over and look at the sky just before sunrise in the east, you will see a bright light directly above it. That's Venus. It announces the arrival of God's only begotten son, the light of the world. Lucifer is also known to have a pentagram. That's his symbol. Continuing with Lucifer as Venus, if you follow Earth and Venus's orbit around the sun in one year's time, they almost connect to five points. You get the pentagram right here. This is what it is. Mm, wow. As you see that, Lucifer is the morning star. Lucifer is Venus. Now, Baphomet. Let's talk about Baphomet. Notice Eliphas Levi's name is at the bottom. He's the first person to invert the pentagram point down. The goat is Capricorn and the man is Aquarius, the sign of the man. These are connecting signs on the Zodiac. <clears throat> the ancients knew that the divine was both masculine and feminine, left brain masculine and right brain feminine. It's why Baphomet has a pair of tits. It's not a demonic entity. It's the joining of the male and the female. I mean, that's, that's basically it. That's basically it. That's Satan, hell, Lucifer, Baphomet. That's every, there's nothing to, there's, there's nothing to be, it's all very encoded guys, but there's nothing to be afraid of. So who would you say Satan is then? You see him as Venus, the morning star, Jesus, no, the idea, the idea or who is that, Satan? The idea that Satan is Lucifer is idiotic. Um, Satan is the adversary. Like I said, um, if you're debating someone, they're Satans to each other. Right. That's all Satan is. Satan is a title, just like Christ yeah. is a title. Christ is a title. Christos in Greek means oil or anointed one. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a title. His name wasn't Jesus Christ. It's not Mary Christ, Joseph Christ, God Christ. It's not a family. Christ is a title. Here's the interesting thing too, right? The uh, the sun supposedly walks on water, right, Jesus? Well, the sun does that too. If you've, if you've ever gone fishing, you'll see the sun walking on water. Uh, the other thing, too, is Jesus walks on water. And the other thing, too, is, again, Christ, Christos, is oil. Like, yeah, what happens when you put oil on water? It stays at the top. It walks on water. It's a triple entendre. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, uh, Satan was probably a title to, given to some angel. He was the adversary. He was God's prosecutor, tester. He was part of the royal court or God's shadow side. So 
Later on, he became more personalized when the Jews were in Babylon and they were exposed to Zoroastrianism. They probably started, they saw Araman and were like, ooh, this guy's badass. We're going to bring our own and make him, we're going to bring our own badass and call him Satan. Yep. Absolutely. Here's an interesting fact, too, that most people don't know, and it always boggles Christians. There is nothing in the New Testament that says Satan is in hell. Nothing. Or rules hell. He's in the sky. He's lightning. He's this. There's there's a worm, this being called the worm. There's this angel called Abaddon in Revelation. Then Satan and Hades, somehow the Greek Hades gets makes it gets thrown into hell and then hell well it makes sense but there's no satan in hell in the new testament miguel the new testament was written by hellenistic jews greek jews right the new New testament was written originally in greek originally it was written in greek it would make sense for them to just borrow from the greeks yeah for sure i had a quick question for you micah Um, how does satan fit into an astro theology interpretation that's a very good question. Um, yeah. The devil's in the details. <laughs> I, I guess I would have to say, um, astrotheologically, when you're talking, see, adversary is not necessarily an evil thing. No, agreed. I was just curious where. Oh, where, that's where actually that a good one. Sam- First of all, Samael is the name of uh, Lucifer. That's his angelic name, Samael. And Lilith make Baphomet. That's a very interesting thing. The only thing I would say is that, ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, Chester is bringing out some Kabbalah and mystic Judaism, left-hand path. Chester, Judaism. I would, I would revert. I would, I would, uh, I would bring you to a book that I was actually just about to bring up with Miguel. Um, it's a book by a guy named Anatoly France, who was banned by the Catholic Church to this day from the 1800s. He wrote a book. It's called Revolt of the Angels. I love that book. Yaldabaoth makes an appearance. In it. it is a, right, you know what I'm talking about, Miguel, right? Yeah, yeah, great book. So it's basically, it's a book that shows the rebellion from Lucifer's point of view. And it shows him uh, being sent down and helping humanity and then coming up for the rebellion again. Um, it was fantastic, but it was it was absolutely destroyed by the by the Catholic Church. And they tortured this poor guy. Not literally. I don't believe they really like tortured him like Galileo or... No, uh, it was like early 20th century. Yeah, yeah it was like the, it was like the 1900, 19th century. Yeah, late 1900. Yeah, yeah, but it's a fantastic book. Miguel's stamp of approval. Yeah, great book. So yeah, so yeah, I guess if you want to think about when Satan appears in the stars, astrotheology. Well, astrotheologically, he's the adversary. Uh, set. Satan Sometimes you can connect right? him to Set. That's well, what Satan I think. Satan's the adversary, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. me, that would just be the opposing signs. Because they're set up against each other diametrically. What do you think, Graham? Makes sense to you? That does. I was going to say one possible alternative that jumps to mind is the idea of the uh, sun's dark twin. Again, the idea of like the nemesis star sort of thing being the answer. Talking about the black star. Yeah. yeah, I hear that's actually scientifically sound. Have you, Graham? That it's not like even a cult. Scientists believe in it. The black sun. Yeah, we no, have yeah, a yeah, 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 Send you a video. It's what lights up the moon. Because in the universe, all most stars are binary. Right. So ours should be too. Right. And the, and the idea that that's on a, a highly elliptical orbit, only coming around every so often. Again, that pops. Well, that's the idea. That of Nibiru, that's the idea of Nibiru. 
mm-hmm. which is interesting because you know what Nibiru means in Sumerian, Miguel? What? It means to cross over. They were mm-hmm. talking about the next plane of existence. They weren't talking about a literal place. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, I wanted to play something for you while we're on Baphomet. I know, uh, yeah, Chester brought Tracy Twyman's book, which you get uh, Temple of Baphomet. Tracy uh, Twyman, remind- she was the one that was killed, wasn't she? Well, yeah. <laughs> there are theories I-, I fall under that myself. So, uh, but uh, yeah, here's, uh, check this. It's a very short little movie. Let me know your thoughts. Here you go, audience, on... Uh, the other theory about Baphomet, here it is. Is Baphomet the Gnostic Sophia? According to Tracy Twyman and Alex Rivera, the name Baphomet is associated with hidden or divine wisdom, specifically the baptism of wisdom. It can also be linked to the concept of Sophia, the divine wisdom principle of the Gnostics. Baphomet represents forbidden divine wisdom, similar to the wisdom from the Tree of Knowledge in the Garden of Eden passed down secretly by groups like the Rosicrucians and Freemasons. Under torture, some knights confessed to the adoration of an icon of a severed head, reminiscent of the head of John the Baptist, known as Baphomet, an encoded name for Sophia, goddess of wisdom, Jordan Stratford, living Gnosticism. Amazing how modern occultists and religions can be so wrong. Anyway, you know I'm glad you'd like it. And, and rest in peace, Tracy Twyman, because her book and Alex is this big, but she makes a really good case. That you Baphomet know, notice Baphomet's always doing this. Yeah. You know what this is, right, guys? Everyone who's watching? This that, is that, the that, ancient Egyptian Kemetic peace sign. This is the original peace sign. This is the original uh, peace sign. So what happens is when you see Jesus. Oh, uh, I thought it was when they checked you out for your prostate. I'm not there yet, Miguel. I'll definitely hit you up when that's my time. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Cool. It's a date. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's why they knock you out for it, huh? (laughs) Um, This is the original peace sign. This that you guys are used to right here, this Mm -hmm. is a separation. This is a V for victory. This is Churchill's war sign. So when you see Lenin doing this or everybody, this is not the original peace sign. This is. So when you see Baphomet doing this, or you see Jesus doing this, or you see any of these, Buddha, or any of them doing this, they're telling you they're peaceful. Mm. And this is originally, is it like a universal ancient symbol? Do you know where it's Yeah, this is, this is Kemeticism. Hermeticism? The Hermetic? No, Kemeticism. Kemeticism. Oh, Kemeticism. The Egyptian, okay. Yeah. Cool. No, that makes perfect sense. Well, awesome. This has really been a cool presentation. Again, the audience is putting out some great ideas, uh, uh, putting all, uh, connecting the dots. They know their astrology, they know their revelation, and they know their bafflement. So, Chester, thanks for your insight and thanks for your support. Uh, really means a lot. And, yeah, I hope everybody's having a good time. I don't have any last questions. Graham, any last question or comment for Micah? Um, nothing from the chat. Just want to say it, it was a pleasure and uh, great connecting the dots. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I wanted to let everybody that's listening know the way I broke down Revelation, I've done for 64 ancient holy texts from the Sumerians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims, the Quran. 
Eastern too. Of, I've seen you do Eastern text too. The Book of Mormon, yeah. Um, my website is debunkmywork.com. If you were to go there, all my social medias are on there. All my videos are on there. My YouTube is on there. And at the bottom of the page, there's a way to contact me via email. In case you guys awesome. can talk or follow me or bounce some ideas off. I also have my book series out there where, again, I teach this in. Uh... Thank you, Supernova. Again, I, I teach this in. Um... On my website. And um, this is basically what I do. So it's debunkmywork.com. I didn't know yeah. you had that one. I have links to your YouTube channel and your books, but everything's there already, right? Everything is, is on the website. Everything. I know you were like asking people to challenge you or are you just I've been. That's why it's debunkmywork.com. I've been publicly speaking about this for four years. Mm -hmm. And so far, nobody's won. <laughs> Not one Christian. Not one. Not one. I don't even get death threats, Miguel. I've never gotten a death threat. I've never really? gotten a death threat, and I've never had anyone want to debate me. Convert you? That would be a different story, yeah. <laughs> well, cool, cool. Well, I, I love the work you're doing, and yeah, let's keep reaching for the stars. So I think we better wrap it up. Graham, thank you very much for uh, being the wingman as Vance is tied up in his Clark Kent identity at his day job. Always fun filling in uh, Vance's chair. The moon dug. All right. And it's yes, very nice for the, you, Graham. Same here, Micah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, for the audience, thanks for the donations, the support, great questions, great uh, remarks. Oh, there comes Chester. It's uh, Anatole France. Anatole France. France. Yeah, or just message me, Chester. I'll, I'll let you know. Or, um, yeah, great book. Um, yeah, and Anatole France was also a big occultist too, so you like his work. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, Micah, always love having you on the show. Uh, of course, we look forward to the next time we can talk some of those ancient texts and decode the stars. And yeah, appreciate what you're doing and keep bringing those truth bombs. Right. And I just want to throw out one more thing real quick before I go. Sure. I just wanted to let you guys know is, is that this presentation that I do, is in a longer presentation that I do. But the reason that I do this shorter presentation, I do it for people, is because it alleviates all the fear that is built into the system when you can explain it rationally. You know? And you have those on your YouTube channel or your website? Everything is on my YouTube. Everything is on my website. All right, cool. Well, check it out, people. Micah has a lot of presentation, and you'll love his little short vlogs. Those are always fun. Sometimes they're about weird things that happen in history. It's not always theology. It's just uh, right. things that you go, hey, I didn't know about that. You Because know? <laughs> we're all so programmed. We take so much for granted. Even a little thing, you go, oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Miguel, it's always a pleasure, man. Would you do me a favor? Would you please DM me on Twitter that link for the tarot? I'd like to get it tonight. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we get up, you shall have it. For the audience, it's on the show notes. Whether you're here on YouTube, Rockfin, it appears on Rumble. It will be out on all audio podcast places tomorrow. So check it out. Check out Micah's work. And, yeah, Micah, thanks for being here. No and problem. I hope I didn't else. say anything today that will get you a strike. Yeah. 
well, you did do the P-E-D-O, but you were talking in a historical context. You weren't talking about whatever the elite. So uh, we'll see. Who knows? YouTube algorithms are just make no sense. It's so right. arbitrary what they decide is proper or not. So right. whatever. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. And everybody have a good weekend. Write your own gospel and live your own myth. And yeah, keep looking at the stars. As both Crowley and Plato said, each one of us is a star. Take care, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.